I'm William Prince. You're listening to The Sunday Verse. Do you know what a wake service is, Julie? I do. I went to a wake for my, for my grandmother. I've heard there are ones that are more of a party. <laughs> I'm not sure the kind that you've experienced, but this was more of a just sitting there and being with the body. Mm-hmm. Awake service to me was being, I, I, I grew to know it as a series of days where you would stay with a, a, a body before, I guess, the final departure. I, interesting in its sense to say your last goodbyes. I don't know any real definition. All I know is that I've been to dozens. Um, I think of the time spent where, you know, there was a, a bit of a pullback from the usual joyous kind of feel of music, and it was more selective in the tones of the songs. And while there to uplift, it was still respectful, I guess, of the fact that we're gathered around somebody that's just passed away. We would go sit with the the people and the families and, again, assemble the band. It would kind of be an all-day thing, really. Take the amps there and set up. And Now, that's some long-haul playing. That's, <laughs> I, I think back sometimes to the longest gig I ever did for the lowest amount of money. And <laughs> I think it was, um, again, a, a Mother's Day brunch one year somewhere. And I played four and a half hours of mostly original songs and like different things because I still refuse to do covers and play anything. And uh, I think by hour three is when I finally reached into maybe some instrumental version of a more popular song. But it really comes from that, like the longevity to play when you give your time and respect to, to help somebody in need. And that was us, you know, singing 60 songs that evening. My dad carrying it out and then doing it again the next day and then again for the funeral. So every time somebody passed away, it was always a about a three-day event for me, for us, for our family being there. And you go see somebody from school that I, I don't really even know their name, but I now know that you're a part of this family. Like, oh, that was your grandfather. Who died. I didn't have a ton of friends in Peguis uh, when I was in school, but you know, I saw everybody else, I guess, at, at the family services. So I've seen everybody once, it feels. <laughs> but I was just wondering if you're not familiar with it, like it'd be important to say that this was one of the, the harder gigs, if I may use a modern term, you know, I think of. I remember one time playing at a palliative care home to uh, a common area full of people being cared for in their final times, and it was not easy. Like, how do you, how do you uh, talk about this song is about being in love with somebody, and this song is about, you know, when you're just excited to go for a road trip, or you know, the usual preamble that you can have with people is different. So, I guess that's where. I learned how to try to say the most appropriate thing to 
maybe lend my best advice or how I feel about a situation to people. And that really comes from that. How to listen and how to say less sometimes. Uh, you can just offer your song and get through this together. Was this another one that you grew up singing? Yeah, this one, I truthfully just love the melody of this song. I, I've always found it so beautiful and uplifting. It really does lift the spirit. That's, um, I guess, does Jesus care is to classify it a good wake song because it's there you'll find families dealing with grief. It's not only old people that pass away, it's young people. There's a an epidemic of suicide in these communities and it's hard to think in those times when you're saying goodbye to a youth that there's a God in heaven that could even care about us. We feel so small and far and in despair you come to these rooms and buildings and you, you know, there's a 15-year-old who's making the journey. And you question, well, why did my mom have such a hard life? Why was she taken from her home? Part of the 60s scoop and all these things, these things we've had to endure. And in, in a way, we're, we're asking forgiveness. And But it's really, it's these institutions that, you know, took my mom from her home and residential schools. The idea, again, of using the practice of faith and religion to control people, especially the First Nations community. This song touches on that kind of reality and brings about the idea of, even though it's hard now, you know, the God in the good time is also a God in the bad time. The God in the day is the God in the night. So does Jesus care when it feels like you're far and small in those moments? Um, I think some of my best discovery has come from the perspective of great joy to great grief. And I think I'll forever be proud of what I was able to lend to the community in service of the Lord and my dad and helping those around me. And that's what my music's come to do, I think. I lean into that, that whatever this journey is, um, it has a lot to do with the songs I'm singing. So the answer in short, I think, uh, is yes. I think, I think he cares. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Verse. From my new album, Gospel First Nation, this is Does Jesus Care?
Does Jesus care when my heart is pained too deeply for mirth and song? As the burdens press and the cares distress and the way grows weary and long. Oh yes, He cares, I know He cares, His heart is touched with my When the days are weary, the long night dreary, I know my Savior cares. Does Jesus care when my way is dark with a nameless dread and fear? As the daylight fades into deep night shades, does he care enough to be near? Oh yes, he cares, I know he cares, his heart is touched with my When the days are weary, the long night dreary, I know my Savior cares. When I've tried and failed to resist some temptation strong When for my deep grief I find no relief Though my tears flow all the night long Oh yes, He cares, I know With my breath When the days are weary The long night dreary I know my Savior cares I know my Savior